We are talking babies, babies, babies. We talk about the pressure of getting older, being in our 30s, adoption, LGBT relationships, not wanting them, feeling guilty, and everything in between. So enjoy. Welcome to Free and Figuring It Out, a weekly podcast hosted by two Brits, Sherelle Griffith and Verity Brown, on a mission to support, empower and reassure fellow independent millennial women that they can be self-sufficient, successful and seen. Hello and welcome to this episode where we are going to speak all about babies (laughs) so (laughs) baby baby babies so we've mentioned them a few times before in our episodes and we thought it was about time we gave them our full attention Mm -hmm. and before you switch off if you're a woman who does not want children or the sound of babies makes your curls (laughs) your curls your toes curl your toes curl (laughs) she's already lost the plot sorry about this people um then never fear we are going to have a very well-rounded conversation about this um including chats on adoption and alternative methods and age and all those juicy bits that we have to think about as a lady when it comes to producing offspring for the world (laughs) to continue once we have passed. So, Sherelle, babies, hit babies. me. So, yeah, as Verita mentioned, I think the main time we spoke about it was episode 16. We talked about planning and your future as a single woman. And I said in that episode how I don't had ever planned on having children because I don't really like to create plans that are based around something that's outside of my control. And I am someone who generally has never been that interested in kids. Um, and I've always spent a lot of time with people being like, you're going to grow out of it. You'll one day get maternal. Like it's just cause you're young, blah, blah, blah. And I'm 31 and still pretty much feel the same. And sometimes I do think maybe, you know, there's still a bit of time for it to kick in, but I generally have just never been that interested in having kids and it doesn't seem to have changed yet. <laughs> okay. So let me, let me ask you a few questions before I kind of talk about my story. So um, are you or do you feel guilty for having the viewpoint you do? Do, do people make you feel guilty? or oh, yeah. do you? Feel yeah, okay. I, I specifically remember um, a friend's mum once telling me like I was selfish because I didn't want to have children. I like vividly and um, remember that friend being like, a mum being like, you're so selfish. Why don't you want to have children? And actually that viewpoint I find really odd because actually we are living in a world where the population is growing at such a speed. We are, you know, medicine means that people are living longer and longer um, and the way that maths works <laughs> is if people keep on having children and if everyone has two children, like keeps them growing exponentially, I think is the word. Um, and the world can't actually take it. Like <laughs> we are growing um, rapidly because obviously there's more and more people having children, but also just because, as I said, we've got more and more elderly than we've ever had before. Like the whole thing about like natural selection and like survival of the fittest is you know it's not quite as drastic as it used to be in the olden days so I don't I think that's ridiculous to think someone's selfish for not having kids and also I think 
one of the reasons I think is I really, really respect people that have children. I think being a mum is an absolutely like massive lifetime job. And I don't take that lightly. And I actually think some people do. Um, and I feel like I give 110% to everything I ever do in my life. And I'm like, for me to decide to have a child, knowing what I'm like, I just think it would, I'm just would be want to do it 125% and give it all my all. And I think if you're not really ready to do that, then don't have children. And I don't think that's a bad thing. I think too many people take it way too lightly. And, you know, that has implications for society as a whole. Yeah, you you made some really good points there. So first of all, I agree that people take it too lightly. So I remember, so I grew up in Blackpool and Blackpool, I don't know if it still is, but it has been a lot in the past, um, had the highest teenage pregnancy rate in the whole of the country. So, um, and I saw it, I saw it with my own eyes all the time. And I think it was um, a lack of education mm-hmm. and a lack of understanding the true severity on both affecting the mother's life and sometimes the father's life. But, you know, <laughs> it, it wasn't... It, did put strains on you know relationships if it was one night stands and things um but also that baby you know being raised by an inexperienced mother and and I'm sure that some women turn to motherhood amazingly and are incredible but I think also at the age of 16 17 you're still figuring out who you are as a woman yourself and so to raise a child um in a safe loving environment maybe can be tricky so I completely agree with that I think people do take it lightly and I think it's that kind of mindset that well this is what we do as women like I feel that's a massive thing like well, this is part of the reason you're here. Like you reproduce, like Mm -hmm. it's just part of your journey, end of. And I think it's our generation who, and possibly the generation just before us who were starting to kind of actually question that. But the other thing that you brought up, which is something that I had a real like um, hit my heart moment when I was in my ashram in Rishikesh earlier this year we were talking about children and there were people from like Australia and uh, Germany England like quite a few pockets of the world um and there was a few guys and a couple of girls and this guy that I was speaking to was uh you know quite strongly opinionated and I quite enjoyed it he always challenged my beliefs and we could have a really constructive conversations but he said how he thought having children was incredibly selfish like incredibly and that he would never in a million years have children because he wants to protect the world and the environment and all that and it actually really hurt me because then I felt guilty for wanting children and it made me but it made me think about that subject Mm. I find it really and I do agree I think because of the state of where we're at now, no matter my stance on wanting children or not, which I'll go to in a minute, but I do think it is a selfish act to have children in a world where we are overpopulated and we have lots of children who are without mums and dads or who are not in safe environments. Um, so that was yeah it really kind of like made me think a lot about this subject that conversation yeah and I think obviously I'm from Nottingham which isn't 
it wasn't probably as bad as Blackpool, but I definitely would say we definitely had like teenage, uh, teenage mother problems. And mm. I remember the first person at my school that got pregnant and she was 13. And I remember her like being in school and then like having to leave. And I think I always was just like, you, some people, like you said, some people absolutely do turn around and they're like, I'm actually, I'm great. And like that maternal instinct kicks in. But I'm like, if it doesn't, that is a hard thing for basically a child to bring up another child. And I think whilst obviously now I'm, I'm a grown up and I could deal with things, I think one of the things I carried over from that young age though was definitely being like, I wanted to be able to prov- have a certain standard of life and to be able to provide at a certain level before I ever considered having children. Mm, yeah, I know quite a lot of women who are similar. Um, and I suppose I'm a bit different in that. So let let me tell you where I'm at with babies. So I always wanted babies from a really young age. I don't know if it's because my mum loved babies, so she kind of had this real maternal instinct and so passed it on to me. And so it just felt really natural to want babies and stuff. Um, and then I got in a relationship at, at 19, 20 and, you know, it was always on the cards. It was like, okay, engage, marriage, babies. Um, and then none of that ever happened. And I was there at 29, like childless, marriageless, engagementless. Um, <laughs> and I think I, it, I got to like my mid twenties and started to consciously, and I don't, mean this nastily but really dislike children purely because I couldn't have them myself and it hurt and so I'd be the woman that was like oh why is that child screaming oh why why is it summer holidays and there's children everywhere oh and I'm actually like that now and um it was a defense mechanism and no one really like I, yeah, I, I went through some really hard periods of places that I worked and stuff where everyone would speak about their children and no one ever thought, oh, maybe there's a woman here who can't have them or had, doesn't have the freedom to have them now and really wants them and me talking about my children all the time hurts her. Yeah, Like no one ever thinks that and that really upset me that no one ever considered my feelings around like my situation it it was it was weird and it was something that I thought about a lot so anyway I I've still I still always wanted children and um left my partner single three and a half years then fell in love with a woman and that put a whole different stance on it because all of a sudden my opportunity to be a mother in the most straightforward, natural way possible was taken away from me because I'd not chosen, but my heart had fallen in love with a woman. And that has been a huge thing for me to get my head around. And I still don't think I have, and I don't know when I will. (laughs) So yeah, it's from an LGBT point of view, babies is a whole other conversation yeah it's a whole other conversation and I can imagine because it's so fresh and new to you in that sense to have those thoughts and be like oh this you know we have to think about it in like a different way and you know I have a lot a lot of gay gay men friends in my life 
and a few that have very much wanted to have children. And I have felt guilt around the fact that really I know in the most crudest sense, like I could just find a man to knock me up. Like if I really yeah. wanted to have a kid, I can just find a man to knock me up. Hopefully it works. And boom, I can bring up a kid by myself. But I have friends that want to have kids so badly. And I'm like, to have biological kids of your own, like it's not easy. And then, and obviously, yes, you can adopt. And there was there like, you know, surrogacies and, the, you know, there's other options. But all of them also bring another like emotional um, layer to it. So I actually know um, a lesbian couple who they had children so they had IVF with a sperm donor and what they did was they had the egg from one of the women implanted into the what's it called what I don't know what's the two of them when they come together in the lab what would you call it embryo yeah yeah yeah. and then implanted into the other woman so that we're not biologists So that I'm like, so that one of them would have to go through the process of like being pregnant whilst biologically it was the other woman's, which I thought was a really, like, it was the first time I've ever like known anyone to do it. And it was a really interesting process to be like, oh, like how they'd taken the time. And that was the the combination they decided to like come up with. And then I I know them from years back. I'm actually not like really good friends with them now. So I don't know how they feel about the, how it's the other side of what's happened. But you know, there's all these sort of, things and I remember vividly that one of my friends hilariously told his mother over the breakfast table that I was going to be a surrogate (laughs) and I was like this is breakfast like you're not even drunk there's no excuse for this and like but but this is my womb like I'm not going to make that decision right now but it did make me feel guilty that I just was like like you have to go through so much and it like it is so much easier if you're in a heterosexual relationship to make those thoughts so yeah I definitely can understand how being in a non-heterosexual relationship brings uh different thoughts and different processes into it but also like from the other side it you know it has been at times I feel like oh it's really mean that like I can do something that's just so easy and it's not for everyone else yeah but I had those exact same thoughts when I used to work in London there were as it was a gay male couple who desperately wanted um I, th- I can't remember what it was now, but it was basically a procedure that you could only get done in like Mexico and one other country legally. And so they spent tens of thousands of pounds and years on, I think it was, they wanted both sperm implanted in one egg and like, so they'd never actually know the father or something, you know, so they both feel like the father. I don't, I'm not a hundred percent sure. It was something very complex, very stressful, very legally like, horrible to go through and I did have that same thought because I was in a heteronormative relationship then I was just like I could literally just have sex tonight and get pregnant and they're going through all of this trouble and now I'm on the other side like it's been it's been really interesting because like you know I want to be with this woman forever so the idea of me just having sex and having a baby is out of the window. Now I know there's lots of options, but it's really hard when for 33 years of your life, you've imagined being pregnant and having a baby. And also I think the hardest thing, and I say this to her is that I look at her and I just think, God, I'd love to make a baby with you. Like they'd be so beautiful and so like part of us 
and I can't like yes you can do the egg swap thing and stuff which I'm not sure how I feel about because I don't know how much I want to push biology sometimes like I don't know I'd need to do research but it, it's a little bit I don't know too much for me I, I yeah um but I get why people do it um but that's the hardest part that I can't have a baby that is ours Mm -hmm. and so when we talk about adoption um and adoption is something I wouldn't even have considered like four or five years ago and now again and we we spoke about this in a few episodes ago about the being less selfish in your 30s and thinking more about the environment and things like that and it is something that I've thought about that there's so many children out there that need love Mm -hmm. and you know it would be so beautiful and and then it it raises the question like what what makes you a mother what makes you a father is yeah. it the genes is it the biology or is it the the love you give them is it the way you raise a child you know and I think that conversation has been coming up a lot in my mind as well um yeah that's true and I think one of the things you mentioned earlier that I would like to just briefly touch on is about how you how you felt in the workplace when like your people talk about children without thinking about people around them and I definitely think as someone that's got slightly older and, you know, had friends that have had miscarriages, had friends that have been going through IVF and really just changing, I suppose, my view of we don't necessarily realise either way talking about like children, the pain it can cause people or the suffering and the things that people are going through. And I remember when we were first starting the podcast and we were saying about like, people that were single, but also like without children and I can't remember where I posted and someone was like, oh, you're not meant to say childless because actually that's like really, and then they're meant to be child free, not child. I can't remember which way around it is now. Yeah, no, I think you're right. Child free is the more positive. Yeah, child free is the more positive one because actually some people are childless and it's not their choice. So it's a really negative thing to be like they're without children because for some people it's, it's not a choice, but it's unfortunately the way the world has um, dealt mm-hmm. them the cards. Um, so why... I do think it's interesting in terms of when you're in spaces that aren't necessarily you and your friends that you can have really frank conversations with um, about all that stuff because it can be really difficult. And, you know, if you're someone who really wants to have children and you can't, then to have people that are either like frivolous with it or people that are just talking about it and they just just nonchalant and in their own little world, like it can be a really difficult situation. Yeah, I think the hardest part for me is when I see a child being trapped or badly or mistreated Mm. and uh, being in the position I am now I just think oh god you know how precious that thing is to you like and like don't please don't do that like it 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 hurts because it's um it's such a precious gift and we we shouldn't take it for granted um and it's something that you know we should practice gratitude for every day but I think in terms of of choice like I actually and I've said this before but I think it's much braver and stronger for a woman to decide to not have children in her life than it is the other way this is just purely my point of view but I just think it's incredible for a woman to make that choice and decision um I, I just admire I admire women like that um because again from that selfish point of view I don't know if I could do that I 
my one little brat's running around me <laughs> and then someone's look after me when I'm old. Well, oh, I'm so glad you just said that. <laughs> no, I'm so glad you just said that because obviously, and I said, one of the reasons there's more people in the world is we're all living longer. And, you know, mm. one of the things people have definitely said to me is like, yeah, but what are you going to do when you're old? Like, who is going to look after you? I think there's two things, isn't there? It's like, what's your legacy? Like, if you don't have children, then you don't have a legacy. Or if you don't have children, like who is going to look after you? And I always joke that like, I've got a friend that she's got two lovely daughters. She's a really kind woman. So I'm like, it's fine. Her two kids will look after me. It's going to be fine. But you know, that is a genuine, you know, when I look at my grand- my grandparents and I think of how many like uncles and my mum and my dad and stuff that all go in and looking after them. And, the, you know, that is a fact that I think, oh, will I end up by, like, just by myself? And also like, I'm an only child. So I already am from quite like a small like it's a family tree that's getting smaller and smaller it feels do you know what I mean mm-hmm. that I'm like if I don't have children my parents won't have grandchildren and this the, can we just talk <laughs> yeah. about this is a really interesting point because I've had that pressure from the fact that I've not yet had children and I'm 33 and I think like my mum's never said anything but I think she's desperate to have a grandchild but again do you feel this pressure from not necessarily from your parents but from society and what's expected that you're going to leave your parents without grandchildren I feel like my mum like wants to have grandchildren and I think what I suppose what I think is interesting is because I'm not in a relationship so I feel like she sort of has to just back off (laughs) but you know what I mean but I wonder now if if I was in a relationship and I still had the sort of views that I have about having children, how much she would be badgering me because she definitely wants to have children. And, you know, I can tell, like, I've had a few cousins now that sort of have children and, like, my mum is definitely more maternal by far. Um, and so, you know, I definitely know she would love to have grandchildren. Luckily, my dad, my dad's never really, like, he's never really made me feel any pressure about it. And I think in terms of, like, society... I do just think, I just think it's that thing about because I'm an only child. Because I think sometimes I meet a few other people that don't, that aren't necessarily that bothered about having kids. But it's like, like I've got one friend and which like a sister's already had two kids. So, you know, her parents have already got grandchildren. So at least that mm. bit's covered. Whereas it's sort of like, this is all on me. Like, if you don't do it, then you, like you're punishing your mum and your dad. Yeah, but something that you said there about the grandparents and also about who's going to look after me when I'm older, it's um, it kind of goes back to that, like, we shouldn't, we shouldn't really have to think about any of these things. We should just be present with it. And if we choose to have children or not to have children, it should be because of how we feel in that present moment, not because of the consequences or not because of the need to please other people or make other people happy. Um, and I know it's a big subject. It's not that easy to kind of make those decisions on but I do think it's it's a huge thing to raise another human being like yeah. like you said at the start it shouldn't be taken lightly and so if if there isn't that maternal instinct inside of you to do that then it should be 100% like you're right to to make that decision and make that choice you know um so yeah I I think again we've come from quite different angles <laughs> as always as always yeah. um but no it's I think it's it's interesting the the journey that we've both been on as well um so do you is it is it a deal breaker for you in terms of who are you me in relationship yeah. you know because how, how on so, like not tinder yeah. but some some they put like Hinge. 
Hinge, yeah. do you have children or do you want children yeah. or like? So yeah, on Hinge you get to say, yeah, do you have them already? And then you get to say like, do you want kids? Maybe yes or no, or something like that. Mm. And so it's not a deal breaker for me at all. I've, so in my back of my head, I've always said, if I met someone that wanted to have kids, I'd have two. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm just praying I'd have twins in one go. Hey, hey. Um, <laughs> because I think, and I don't know whether that just says something about how I feel about like a family, which is different um, mm. than rather than me thinking about having a child by myself. I don't know if it's part of that. I think there probably is a bit of thing about pressure about like, that's what you do. Like you get married and you have kids. Um, and I wonder if there's a bit of that element going into it. But I also think if you've got someone who really wants to have children and you, like you love them enough, then to not not give them children I suppose like in the way that I feel horrible to other people in general that can't have kids if that sends someone you love that feels even worse to be like you're the person that's holding them back from fulfilling it so but my only thing that I ever have like a bit of like resistance about is that I just generally believe so I'm like if I found someone and they're like they want to be a stay-at-home dad and they were like I'm really happy to be a stay-at-home dad I really want to have kids this is what I want to do is that I still believe that with like women are judged harsher for the standards of how they're a mum like I still believe even if I'm like I'm having these like I will have these kids like I'm, I'm with a man that really wants to have children like we've made this decision but he's absolutely happy to be a stay-at-home dad I'm gonna go back to work is I still just believe I would be judged for that even though that's like an, an acceptable thing to do and really it'd be like I've done this for our family and we've made the choice together but I still just think deep down I'd be like Oh, I still would feel like, oh, do I need to give up my job and just look after the family? Otherwise, everyone's going to judge me. Yes. And we actually mentioned that in the last episode when we discussed Cheryl Sandberg. Yeah. Um, so that that's interesting that you've raised that because it is, it's still an issue. And I think it will be an issue, unfortunately, for a few years to come. Um, but we're getting there. We are making progress. Tiny, <laughs> tiny steps. Little steps, <laughs> but at least it's in the right direction. Um, so, yeah, I think I think that was just... We just wanted to discuss it because I think it's always in women's minds in their thirties. Yeah. Um, we've not really talked about time pressure. Um, yeah. I was going to say that was one of the things that you know we know this is for millennials, so there's lots of women that in their thirties that society will start to send you those sort of messages. People will start to make comments, and I do think it's different. Like I think there is a difference about how much people start to say things if you are single versus how much people say things to you in a relationship or there's like the intention behind it. And I think it's just as frustrating. I think to be single and to want to have children and to be 30 something, like you can start to feel that pressure because in your head you're already thinking, well, I've got to give myself, I've got to find someone and I've got to give us what a year, like, and then <laughs> like you're trying to work all that out. And that can be as just as stressful like the pressure you put on yourself to find someone to have children with if that makes sense yeah and there's quite a few famous women as in a-listers and you know just normal famous I don't know what normal famous is um, but, you know, <laughs> <laughs> um who have adopted on their own which mm-hmm. I think is great um but yeah the I suppose the the interesting thing for me is I need to decide if I need to fulfill something that I always thought I would do and be pregnant or if I'm going to adopt because it kind of like in my head affects my like life plan as in um do I need to worry about my biological clock or not kind of thing and that's interesting I never thought I would have to 
have this consideration so and it I I feel like I want to decide that sooner rather than later so I can figure out how much time I can travel around Bali I mean yeah, how quick obviously. I have to you're not allowed to go back to Bali very I've told you <laughs> Um, no, but the biological clock thing. So uh, I recently got a new job. And one of the things is they will, one of the benefits in the package was like contribution towards um, egg freezing. I love that. I loved it when you told it me. I was like, I love it. And obviously it's never, that would have never, ever crossed my mind before. But when someone puts that down in front of you as a sort of option, it did make me think, oh, well, you know, maybe I should get them frozen because you know, maybe people are right and this maternal instinct will kick in when I'm like X and then I'll be like, oh no, I'm too old. <laughs> or not like you're too old to carry a baby, but you know, we all know then it gets less, you, it's like it's harder or like you have less release of eggs every time. I don't know the science, but you know, it'd be easier just to have one that you've already saved up and it's nice and younger. Fresh. But, <laughs> fresh, <laughs> fresh out the freezer. <laughs> Come get your eggs. <laughs> but that was such like a, like I could just, it, that was a thought that, like you said, like you about biological clock that was like, well, I just never thought about it. And now that option was put in front of me, it definitely made me think about it. And one little last thing to, to finish on a lighter note Gosh. is I don't know how I'd choose a man for a sperm donor. Ooh. Like, wouldn't it be the weirdest thing, like being given a catalogue of like men and being like, hmm, do I want a doctor or do I want someone with like a 85% health rate in this or do I want like the hottest man on the planet or like how weird? Like, I just think that would be such an odd odd thing to do like flicking through on a Thursday night with a glass of wine which one should we choose darling you know I mean, it's isn't that just tinder <laughs> <laughs> true true but but, it's, but, but it's different I suppose because yeah when you're choosing a life partner it's partly like what do you like I suppose most people think about what they want for themselves and then maybe there's a tiny bit about your children but yeah it is a weird thinking yeah would I rather have someone that's healthier or smarter or like athletic mm. or yeah yeah it's it's I, if anyone has ever had to go through this if ever anyone's ever chosen a sperm donor please like tell us and if anyone has anything that they'd like to share with us on what we've discussed we know it's a bit of a raw topic it may have hit some nerves it, I actually found it a little bit emotional speaking about it but it's important that we do talk and think about these things as women who are millennials um, and in the new era in terms of you know taking control of of what we want back so yeah get in touch through Instagram or email let us know what you think let us know your experiences um, and we can share them on the show Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Free and Figuring It Out. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button so you don't miss the next installment. And if you want to be a superstar, please leave us a review. Or you can get in touch with us. Drop us an email at freeandfiguringitout at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Until next time. <laughs>